Both of us are in studios in the Swamps of Jersey to start off this Week 17 Sunday. So from the studios of Teeing It Up and another studio in New Jersey, in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Luke Morrow, Jeremy Schilling. Uh, I'm Jeremy. He's Luke. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. Um, does your buddy know what he's in for here? He has been waiting all weekend. This is the, the, the moment he's been waiting for. All right. Let's start here. Um, it's Friday. It's New Year's Eve. You get excited. It's the you know it's a great holiday, the start of a new year, and you get a notification on your telephone that the unvaccinated quarterback of the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, has tested positive. Where were you? Did you fall down? Did people have to, you know, make sure you were okay? Walk me through it. Uh, I was still at home at my parents' place, and my brother, one of my brothers was there, um, who's, of course, a Vikings fan, and I I was packing to leave to get ready to go to a wedding on New Year's Eve, and I saw it come across uh, my phone and uh, told the family, I wasn't all that. It, it, this is the exact scenario that everyone was dreading. Yeah. Back in August, when Kirk, you know, shared he was unvaccinated, wasn't going to get vaccinated. You talked about, you know, having a plexiglass divider in the quarterback room and yada yada yada. But this was the reason why so many were concerned. It's 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 typical Vikings that it played out exactly how everyone was fearful that essentially the biggest game of the year at this point. And this is when he tests positive or at least enters protocol and is unavailable. So it's just fitting for the Vikings. If they were in a better spot or a better team, it would hurt um, even more. And it does hurt that now they're probably going to get killed by the Packers on Sunday Night Football. I always hate losing to that team. But I'm also realistic that even if they won this game and they get in and say 9-8, and eight, you know, they weren't going to do anything this year. So I guess this is kind of like ripping the Band-Aid off. But it's classic Vikings. Dalvin Cook last week misses that game because of uh, he's unvaccinated, entered protocol. Kirk Cousins this week, and um, if uh, you know, I know all teams are dealing with it, but if there was ever a team to lose their most important pieces, the most important times, you knew it would be Minnesota. I want to walk into a dangerous area for a second here. So, so hang with me on this, Luke, and for all the folks out there, just hang with me. I, I think you'll see that this is a very uh, nuanced, balanced view. I think, Luke, that you and I would agree that there are reasons to not get the vaccine for certain people. Either they don't qualify, there's a medical reason, there's a religious reason. There are realistic reasons to not get the vaccine, correct? Yes. Okay. Then there are the people who you try to convince over and over and over and over again, and it just doesn't work. Did Kirk Cousins ever give a reason as to why? Did Dalvin ever give a reason as to why? One of my frustrating things through this whole process is that people have said it's a personal decision. It is. But when they're paying you millions of dollars, at what point do you owe it to your fans? And at what point do you owe it to your teammates in that locker room to explain your stands when they're giving it their all and putting their bodies on the line every week trying to win a football game? Yeah, I agree with you. And I've always said on, on uh, my radio show throughout this, like, I, I really don't care if anyone's vaccinated or unvaccinated. I got vaccinated. Uh, that's all I care for. To my protection, I couldn't care less. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But in terms of these athletes, you can understand, as the situation is playing out, exactly why Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, or any other team, uh, the Colts, with Carson Wentz, were, you know, even upset and trying to push their 
try to get the vaccine because of this very reason. Because really, like if you're Mike Zimmer to focus on the Viking situation, look, he's on the hot seat. Uh, if they miss the playoffs, and now they probably will, I think he's fired. So you can understand why Zimmer is like, hey, can you help me out, please? Uh, and make sure that we can rely on you, that you'll be out there 17 games. And now he isn't in the biggest spot. The Vikings are going to lose tonight. It's probably going to help uh, Mike Zimmer lose his job. So I can understand very much why these teams are pushing hard or the leagues are pushing hard because they want their stars out there to try to get these guys vaccinated. Uh, in terms of Dalvin and, and Kirk, I don't think they've ever gave uh, given a specific answer, but the um, speculation, at least with Kirk Cousins, is you know he's very religious. He comes from a religious family, so I think that's been the assumption. But I don't think either guy has ever actually come out and explained why they have not been vaccinated to this point. Um, okay, let's switch gears into a 180. Are you ready for that? Sure. Did you have Zach Wilson on your fantasy team as a running back last week? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I know, shocking. Could have helped a lot of people with their fantasy teams. Yeah. Um, do, do you know that the Jets were so successful running the football against Jacksonville last week that Zach Wilson gained 91 yards and was not even the leading rusher on the team? How about that? Where yeah. That? yeah, Michael Carter was. Um, look, they, they faced Tampa today. I'm, I'm being realistic. Um, I think this is a cakewalk. Do you realize that the last three Jet quarterbacks, so that's Sam Darnold, Geno Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's, there's a bunch of little guys in there, but um, in terms of, of starters, main starters, uh, Sam Darnold, Fitz, Geno. Tom Brady has paid, played, played 10 games inside MetLife Stadium. Six against the Jets, two against the Giants. Do you realize that he has more wins in MetLife Stadiums than in MetLife Stadium than any of those three quarterbacks have for the Jets? That's unbelievable. That's in the last ten years. Thank you, Rich Samini from ESPN. Like that just floors me. I don't. The inability to win at home. The Knicks right now are really struggling home team inside Madison Square Garden. And it's befuddled us from the start as to why this has been happening. They're a much better road team than they are a home team. But for Tom Brady, and it just shows his greatness, that he can walk into what was his arch rival in some respects in the Jets as a member of the Patriots and dominate inside MetLife and... and um, you know, the, the same has happened since. It's a real notion to me, Luke, that Tom Brady has owned everybody he's played against. He's beaten every team in the league, and there's nobody that has a number on him. Um, and I think that this could be the year that, that you know, the Packers upset them and, and hold them back from the Super Bowl. But in the times that he gets that opportunity, he pounces. And I think that's going to happen today. He gets Mike Evans back. He has Bruce Arians after he entered and exited the protocols. I think that it, as long as Tom Brady you know, stays upright, Tampa wins this game pretty easily. I know they're banged up. I know they need to get healthy immediately. I know that they're down some weapons, and that'll help the Jets. But the Jets are decimated defensively. But it's also just a sign of Tom Brady's greatness. Uh, yes, what you said certainly should be how it plays out, and uh, the Buccaneers kind of needed to because I mean they got a they got a, by the end of the game last week they had a nice win, but Brady really hasn't been great since those injuries to the wide receivers in the past month, and so you'd like to be going into the postseason, you know, playing your best football or hitting your stride or you know on that high note. So now that you get at least Evans back, 
you know, have Arians like you mentioned, and you're going up against a bad team in a place that you've played well in, uh, you want to see the Buccaneers. I mean, they're a two-touchdown favorite. Um, you want to see them put the hurting on a team like this and start to, like last year, I mean, they hit their stride in December, going into the playoffs, playing their best football. You'd like to see them do the same because, granted, they've been very beat up this year, but they haven't been playing their best football in recent weeks. Hey, it's 13 and a half. Be nice to us. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's not quite two touchdowns. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Well, in that case. Or maybe it is. I, I might be thinking of the wrong game. I fully admit that. Um, okay, let's let's get back to business here. Carson Wentz passes protocols, passes, um, uh, passes the cardiovascular check that he had to from the doctor. So he's good to go. He will start today against the Raiders. Um, this is a vital game for Indianapolis. Meanwhile, Tennessee at the exact same time is playing Miami. If they win, they're in. If they, if it, and then the process would knock out Miami. And then you hear about Derrick Henry coming back potentially next week or in the playoffs and what we all thought was a season-ending foot injury. So let's take these two games together as one. Carson Wentz is back. I have no idea what kind of condition he's going to be in. Can, you know, in, in, in terms of, of, of not only cardiovascular condition, but he's been away from the team this whole week. He's been doing this game plan over Zoom. And at the same time, if Tennessee can just string it together, they could get their most important piece back. Yet Miami's done this seven straight loss, seven straight win thing at times this year. It's been bizarre. These two games, I think, perfectly encapsulate the NFL in 2022 and 2021. Yeah, first on Wentz and the Colts, I mean, he could just hand it off all day again and only throw, you know, 12 times like he did a couple of weeks ago. That is true. Uh, that, Jonathan Taylor's a big asset. Yeah, they'll try to make it easier. Uh, I think the Titans win tonight, and so they take care of their own business against the Dolphins. I know everybody, because of the win streak, is on Miami, and look, their defense has been really good, and they've played well, and Tua's been better. He's got the second-best completion percentage, I believe, during the winning streak. Uh, they're not asking a ton from him. But when you go back and look at the quarterbacks, you know, Lamar Jackson beating him on the road was a good win for Miami. Uh, a lot of these other wins, and it's the NFL, it's hard to win. It's hard to win seven in a row. So it's not to take everything away from Miami, uh, but just the fact that they have beaten a lot of bad quarterbacks. Now, with that said, Ryan Tannehill, without Derrick Henry, has not been a good quarterback either. Um, but A.J. Brown, we saw return last week. The Titans had extra time to get ready for this game. They're at home. I think Julio Jones will be playing again. So you're getting a little healthier outside of Derrick Henry. Uh, they've had those three guys chip in in the backfield. So I think for the Dolphins, that this this great run finally comes to an end today. I think both the Colts and the Titans win, but you know in the process, Tennessee takes care of their business, and they continue to try to tread water until Derrick Henry gets back for them. Arizona, Dallas, vital for seeding. Remember, expanded playoffs, only one team gets a bye. This is a real Cardinal team, a Dallas team that could be the best Cowboy team in several years. Uh, this is a toss-up to me. It is. I was, you know, like the Cowboys are favored by something like five and a half, six. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, from what we've seen from the Cardinals recently, they've not played well. Their offense has been sputtering since DeAndre Hopkins got injured. I could see the Cowboys winning by a touchdown and, and kind of controlling the game. Uh, or maybe Arizona plays more like they did the first two months of the season, and they actually win this game outright. I have no idea. This is one of the harder games for me to try to predict or pick this weekend uh, because I just don't know what we're going to get out of Arizona. I think Adam Schefter had the tweet, uh, the great stat, that, that the Cardinals could, if they lose today or next week, become the first team ever to start 7-0 and and then end up losing six games. Uh, so it's been a tale of two seasons for them. And really for Cliff Kingsbury, it's always been the case. The Cardinals have always been bad the second half 
half of the season under Cliff, and even for Cliff, that goes back to his days at Texas Tech. So if you're the Cardinals, I mean, this is certainly gut-check time against a good Cowboys team. You're in free fall. Uh, can you bounce back and play some of that good football again before the postseason? But but in terms of how they've been playing recently, I mean, the Cowboys' offense hasn't been great, at least until last week. Um, neither one of these teams has been playing their best football lately, but you certainly, I would imagine, trust the Cowboys more at this point than you can the Cardinals. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think of this game. And thus, I'm going to move us on to Monday Night Football, where Ben Roethlisberger basically said, folks, it's been nice playing in Pittsburgh. This is going to be it. Um, you take this with, with Kansas City, Cincy, and uh, this AFC North is still a toss-up in some ways, but a lot could be decided today. A, is Joe Burrow just really good against the Ravens and nobody else? B, is Cleveland going to hang in there? C, does, does um, you know, do the Ravens have, have, have anything left even without uh, Lamar Jackson? Um, for my money, um, this, this game tonight's the end of an era. Ben Roethlisberger's a Hall of Famer um, and should get him fairly easily. But that's it, folks. I think that this Steelers team sees their run to greatness end uh, with this, so uh, run run the memorial pictures. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, run the best. Uh, no, the um, uh, these are the time of our lives. Uh, you know, song. Yes, uh, that's right. Uh, uh, Green Day. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's it's something I'm it's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope you had that. I I hope you had the time of your life. Run that music Monday. Uh, Browns win big. Oh, wow. I think the Steelers get the win tomorrow, and it's a nice little last hurrah for Roethlisberger and the Steelers. I mean, this time, you knew it, this was coming. Um, it's time to move on. I don't know who they're going to move on to. I think there's going to be a little bit of a changing of the guard here with that Pittsburgh organization in the near future. Uh, but I think the Steelers get the win tomorrow. I don't trust Lamar, or, or the Ravens without Lamar against the Rams and the Bengals. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, I think Joe Burrow does play better against the Ravens. That's what makes Cincinnati so vexing this year is that they have been kind of like the Chargers, although not as bad. I mean, so up and down, inconsistent at times. Just when you fully buy into them, that's when they kind of let you down. And that's another game today that I have no idea. I mean, the Chiefs are pretty big favorites on the road. Uh, maybe the Bengals last week, that was kind of fool's goal. The Chiefs are playing much better football lately. Or Cincinnati, maybe they truly are one of the better teams in the AFC and they can hang with them. So, I guess I would uh, trust the Chiefs more in that game. I don't know. Um, and with that said, I guess uh, I, I'm telling you that, that I would predict the top three teams in that division all lose this weekend, setting up uh, an intriguing uh, week 18. How deep in the swamps are you? Uh, I don't know, pretty deep. So with that in mind, Luke, we're getting, we are getting to the end of our radio program because you have to get up so that you can be back in Charleston at 1 p.m. Eastern right. to host the Moral yeah. Midday Show on ESPN 98.9 FM. So, Luke, we are getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. I know. Your friend's probably like, why that reaction? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, your game of the day. Oh, man, I'm going to say... You know, I guess I'll go Chiefs, Bengals, uh, with the potential firepower from those two offenses. Uh, I think that's the game of the day. Jim, Tony, and Tracy are there. My game of the day is Arizona-Dallas. Joe and Troy uh, will be there along with Aaron. 
And Tom, I, I want to see what, what Dallas brings. Um, your sleeper game. You know, we touched on, on most of them that are, are uh, of interest today. Uh, so I'll say Broncos Chargers because they're still both hanging there. The Chargers are at home. Uh, Broncos have a good defense. As they said, the Chargers inconsistent this year. Um, so I guess that's still kind of an important game for those two trying to hang on. Atlanta Buffalo. Atlanta has played better. This this is a trap game. Uh, uh, Bills got two trap games to end the season. Today against Atlanta, next week against the Jets. Ouch. Yeah, that's right. And they're playing for seeding big time. Um, in fact, I, 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 I'm going to make a prediction right here. I think Bills Jets will be uh, one of the two games flexed to Saturday next week for that doubleheader on ABC and ESPN. And I believe we will be the first game, the weaker game, called by Chris Fowler, Kirk Curbstreet, and Laura Rutledge. Ooh, all right. We'll I'm see. going out there. I'm going out there. I'm going out there. I like it. Um, so that's my sleeper game. Your game to watch golf during. Um, Luke, sometimes stale bread's really good, right? Or, or stale foods are really good. And you, you have to be careful, obviously. We don't condone this. But there are stale foods that are really good. Sure. Or I, I guess this. There are things like M&M's that can work if you eat past their, their uh, uh, best buy this date. Absolutely. Okay. If you would like to watch every single final round of the PGA Tour last season, the uh, last year, calendar year, it's airing right now on Golf Channel. So, you know, you could watch old golf from last year if you want. If not, oh. uh, you can choose the Giants and uh, the Bears. I would say uh, Jaguars Patriots, uh, rookie quarterback against Belichick, and I think he takes it out on Jacksonville at home today. I like that one. Okay, the segment that your friend is just now finding out you never prep for, your person, player, or thing to watch this weekend is? I think you have to go Trey Lance, who is supposed to start for the Niners today. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is injured. Today could be maybe the start of some changes there in San Francisco, depending on how he plays against a bad Houston team. Joe Burrow. How good can you be against a Chiefs team that is hitting their stride just at the wrong time? Mm-hmm. So on that note, he is Luke Morrow. He needs to get out of the swamps. So make sure you have, I, I assume you have the alternative pants and shoes you'll be wearing for the flight once you get out of the swamp? Yes, that's right. Okay, good. Um, he's prepped for that. I'm prepped to watch football, and I hope you're also prepped to watch your football Sunday. We'll see you next time, everybody.